Mick fans, this is Duncan Fisher, and today I have a special treat for you. A few days ago, I was interviewed by a Fedcom News Service sports writer who covers mech matches. He was a fine sort, the kind you'd expect to find on the Innersphere's premier gaming world. FCN was gracious enough to provide me a copy of the interview, and today I'm going to share my two favorite questions and answers. So enjoy this short trip towards getting to know me just a little bit better. Mr. Fisher, in your opinion, what is the best part of a mech match? I'm glad you asked, Rob. My name is Patrick. Right you are. But as for your question, I'd have to say that the middle of a match is when I'm most into it. That point where anything goes and nothing is for certain. The end of a match has only one outcome, and the winner is decided. But I live for those brief minutes in the middle where any mech on the field could score a lucky hit. Or a mech jock could reach a point of inspiration and do something really special with a battle mech that nobody has seen before. For me, that's the best part of what you can expect in the Solaris arenas. One final question, Mr. Fisher. Could you give us your opinion of the recent concerns being raised regarding arena barrier safety measures and the question of continuing to allow live spectators for matches in the Steiner Stadium? Well, Rob, Patrick... Yeah, that sounds right. As I was saying... I believe in public safety and in the safety measures put in place by the Solaris 7 Gaming Commission. I think all true Solaris game fans know that there is no way to 100% guarantee that everyone will remain safe while watching a bloody, violent, metal-mangling mech fight. And I think they like it that way. So if you're hinting that the mech matches aren't safe enough for fans to watch live, I've got to disagree with you, Rob. Personally, I think the current detonator grid system in the Coliseum works fine. Besides, if I know only one thing, it's that here on Solera 7, the fans are just as much a part of the action as the mechs, the jocks, the wagering, and, well, Duncan Fisher. <laughs> well, that reporter didn't like everything that came out of my mouth, but after the interview, I think he left with a better understanding of why we love mech matches and why I love Solera 7 and its fans. So remember, folks, safety is everyone's concern. And a good barrier goes a long way towards preventing accidents, no matter what the activity. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. The Duncan Fisher Minute is written by David Martin, with additional material by George Ledoux. Produced and performed by George Ledoux and Voices in My Head Productions. Based on characters created by Ferret Bodwin and George Ledoux. Any similarity to persons living or dead is ridiculous. Prepare yourself for more face-melting, metal-stopping music. Armor will be pierced. Fluid will be spilled. Machines will fall. Warriors will rise. Animatronic brings you a soundtrack for armored combat. Available now from NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Join the invasion. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast 122. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. Today is October 1st, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren and today's co-hosts, Brandon and Tyler. How are you guys doing, Darren? I am doing well. Uh, California did not completely burn to the ground. The fire near me is pretty much cleared up, and I'm alive and well, so another good day. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, by the way. It's like 20 minutes from your house. I was like, ah, all right. Yes, indeed. All right, what about you, Brandon? What's going on with you? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, happy to be back. Happy to be here. Been By a while since the last podcast, so 
Yeah, it's been a minute. And, uh, you know, by the way, congratulations on your recent promotion. Indeed. Money, money, money. How many C-bills? Yeah, right? Um, C-bills. A lot. A lot of C-bills. Excellent. And what about you, Tyler? I'm doing good. Everybody's gearing up for the next season of American Civil War, so that should be exciting. How's college? Doing good. Doing good. This is my last semester here. Enjoy it while you can, man. You miss it. You miss the college life. And it's not, you don't miss tests. You don't miss exams. You miss being able to hang out with friends anytime. Just enjoy it. But as Phil has proven, even post-college, you can still get crazy drunk on webcams. You can. Yeah, it's uh, definitely true. And of course, uh, I'd like to say a big shout out and welcome to everyone in channel. Big shout out to Aces Wild and uh, representing there's at least like I want to say 20 or 30 of them, at least, and everyone else here. Appreciate you guys showing up live. And, uh, yeah, let's go dive into topics. Um, We didn't have a recording last week. Oh, and I I just want to preface this just so everyone knows. Darren has agreed to this. If he does not have this podcast edited and out the door and on SoundCloud in 48 hours, that is Friday, I will be posting the unedited version directly on YouTube so you can listen to it. So... (laughs) 48 hours. And Darren magically just edited that section out. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I already told, don't worry, I told the audience it up in the, the waiting room. So All right. Know. Good to go. All right, so let's go dive in here. Lots of stuff came out uh, this past week. I want to get you guys' feedback. Um, first off, my, the Mining Collective. Uh, I, why is it the? Can, can we... Can we just call it mining? There are other mining collectives, but this is but this is the, the mining collective. Yes, it's the I only one don't... we fight over, dude. We we don't even fight over the other ones. Yeah, screw the rest. It's not like there's I don't know a few thousand other planets in the inner sphere, right? All right, so let's go dive in here. Um, uh, the good and the bad. Uh, I'm gonna list uh, the good things. I love the verticality of the map. It's great. It's got brawling. It's got lanes of fire. It's got. Uh, you know flanking areas it's dark you know you can really harass people sneak up on them um there's a lot going on right the bad for me bloom oh my god oh man that's like the favorite thing i love the hollywood it's like hollywood lighting let's be honest it's (laughs) it's too much like um i had uh what was it the 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 boom speakers you know you know sort of and the the bloom off those alone when I passed under a light, like, blinded me. So, yeah, let's tone it down. I love the, the lighting, though. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I love the verticality, like you said. It's a light mech with jump jet playground in there. And there's a lot of good ways to play the map. I haven't figured them all out yet, but still doing science. Good map. Brennan, are you on the same, uh, you know, wavelength? Yeah. Well, pretty much, yeah, but one of the things I want to point out is that Skybox, holy shit, that thing's amazing. Um, If you hadn't had a chance to go on the map and just look up and look at the Skybox, there's so much stuff going on. Um, There's a uh, moon or asteroid or something off in the distance with another whole colony on it that you can see, and just, oh my god, it's just so good of a Skybox. Um, Second of all, the... um, you can do a lot of movement on the map, which is what I like. Um, I've been finding that you can actually get decent flanking maneuvers off as like a unit or as a lance. Like it's just a really good map for movement and just all around good. Tyler, were you going to say something about the skybox? Yeah, about the skybox. One of the first things uh, I heard first time I dropped on that map with other guys is they want they looked up and saw that asteroid and they said they don't want to fight up there. That looks awesome. Why can't we <laughs> go there? Yeah, I think it's a great uh, map all around. Uh, brings kind of, I mean, obviously not so much in the long range combat, but brings a lot of variety. Uh, I love all the the side passages, the the hidey holes, as somebody said. Um, it will be interesting to see, you know, after weeks and weeks of playing, how it turns out, how the map is used, where people go the most, etc. But I think it's a, a great step uh, towards new maps. And as much as I totally love that map, I'm also totally looking forward to uh, the swamp map coming up next just curious because maybe you guys can put a word in uh but would there be any update to the plan because uh, it still lists swamp at 40 percent, and it still lists mech factory i.e mining collective at uh 80 so maybe pass that along well i did see some mechs floating in air so maybe that map is still at 80 percent. i don't know do you hear the chickens anyway um I think that uh, the, yeah, that's behind. It needs to be updated. 
because I know for a fact that the swamp map is further along. <clears throat> Vlog video coming soon. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so again, I definitely like it. It's a step in the right direction. I think the one thing that's nice is the fact that there is so much cover. Whereas on all the, the, you know, other maps, you don't have that, right? Uh, we talked about it again, Caustic Valley, you know, outside the, you know, that the inner caldera, you're really exposed, right? Um, I mean, Terra Therma, you know, lanes, you know, you don't have these things and that's really nice. So um, it is definitely, um, I know a lot of people were, uh, I, there was some of you, uh, you know, people out there that negatives were a lot of reused assets and didn't really bring anything new to the table. But I will say I love the aesthetics, the mood it sets, the immersion factor, and of course all of the different areas. It just I really feel that um, ECM sort of harassment tactics really haven't been tapped into because I've seen a few people do it, and it's just been so flippin' annoying with spiders running around, cicadas, uh, bobbing and weaving with ECM. So, yeah, try it if you haven't. Yeah, we can go ahead if you guys want to, uh, looking at chat, if you want to go ahead and start calling uh, the Swamp Map Bombadil's Chicken Farm. That works for me. Oh, um, no, we're talking about how we need a new map, and it's going to be like, just, we're fighting over your chicken farm. Giant right, well, chickens. Don't Giant forget the ducks. space chickens. But anyway, I, you know, they, before these maps came out, or were, you know, in the beginning stages of discussing these two maps, they said that this map would be reused assets. So that didn't bother me at all. You know, already knew that was happening. I thought they did a great job. Uh, hold on, hold on. You know what? There's no brown. <laughs> oh my god, there's no brown filter. There's nothing like that. Thank you, thank you. There's Th- See, there's something. Yeah, we got that Hollywood bloom instead. Uh, yeah, yes. well, I'll take the bloom over the brown, to be honest. <laughs> that's that's what I'll do. If I have to pick... But I, anyway, I... as far as reused assets, I'm totally cool with it because it's a unique map. It's a new map to the game. It, it adds different gameplay, and I'm all about that. I, I, you know, Always one more map, great thing. Uh, but definitely looking forward to seeing the new assets in the new map as well. But right, I mean, speak- even with them being uh, reused assets, they don't feel reused. They feel new um, more so than anything. I mean, there's a few things you can pick out down there and there and be like, oh, that's from that map or whatever. But because of the lighting and because of the dynamics and stuff like that, I don't. they don't feel like reused assets. They actually feel pretty new. Um, stuff doesn't feel as or seem as reused as in Crimson Straits, for instance, where you notice every single little building. Uh, things are put together much better, I think, on the new map. Absolutely. I think one of the reasons uh, stuff like Crimson Straits stands out uh, specifically is there's not a whole lot of shadows and shadowing, right? There, there's just one light source and just sort of, uh, you know, great, you know, just sort of blends everything out whereas on the new map it definitely adds that sort of uh you know factor of you literally have light and extremely dark areas uh, but uh very cool contrast speaking, yes speaking of new the mad dog i want to get your guys opinion about this and uh did anybody else you mad dog bro you mad dog bro tyler what have, what about you uh mad dog it's clan mac so first of all it's very powerful we'll just we'll put it there uh, secondly, though, it's a 60-ton mech, so it's only 5 tons heavier than the heaviest of the medium mechs at 55 tons. So uh, there's some good builds you can do on it. It is uh, squishier than a lot of people would like. The hitboxes are not that great on it, but given the geometry, they're pretty good for the geometry. Um, it can be a strong mech, situationally strong, uh, but I, I've been enjoying it so far. I'll be picking it back up again today for sure. What about you, Darren? Have you liked your uh, your Mad Dog? Yeah, uh, you know, with as far as how it's going to wash out in the end, obviously we need more testing, maybe some balanced tweaks or whatever. But as far as just pure aesthetics, I think it's super sexy. I know some people have been complaining about the arm length and the, the barrel length or whatever. Yeah, but, you know, that kind of goes along with the way PGI has been building the lasers and the length and so forth. But besides that, I think it's super sexy. Uh, it looks like a mad dog is supposed to look to me. Um, and so I'm impre- impressed aesthetically and i've been having a lot of fun with it but obviously i don't play at the comp level and so don't really have that kind of feedback now brennan have you been enjoying it more as the brawler or missile I, LRM i've support? been enjoying it a ton as lrm support i'm that's basically the role that i've pinned it in now i mean i have run i got one build with the srms on it um i find it a little bit too fragile to do the striker build with like you can get in, get out, that sort of thing, but to actually stay there and actually just consistently hit things, if you get, if you become the primary target, you just go down like that. 
Yeah, it needs um, to be a second line mech for sure. Exactly. It's definitely very much fit for a role of a support mech. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much how I've been playing. Just either LRM5s, LRM, LRM10s, or on the Prime, uh, put the 20s on, have some fun that way. Um, but yeah, no, that's... What are you guys uh, seeing more of out there? Are you seeing long LRM builds or SRM builds more? Both. I've seen equal of both. Uh, yeah, both. I'm seeing about equal of both. I know most of the Aces guys have uh, switched over to LRM builds on them, but uh, just because we get more effect out of it, because we, when you're dropping in an eight man or a nine man or something like that, um, you can basically kind of tell like your two lights to tag people up, and then it's just over from there. Now, the one thing, uh, you know, there's a few things, actually, not just one thing. Um, first off, aesthetics, it's freaking sexy. It is, it puts to shame the Timberwolf. And I say this in sort of a, a critical way because the Timberwolf is the iconic clan mech. And I just, I look at what they did with the, the Mad Dog. By the way, if you put three LRMs in a torso, it adds extra geometry on the sides and these missile tubes, all the details on the torso and legs and arms and it just it looks a little bit sleeker, it looks a little bit meaner, and I just it literally outdoes the Timberwolf, and, and that's one thing I I wish the Timberwolf was uh, like sexier. I mean, uh, case in point, sidetrack here. When you put SRMs on, you know, uh, four SRM sixes or fours on the Timberwolf, it looks fugly as all get out. Like it just, you know, it would have been great if they would have sort of done the same thing with the Timberwolf as the you know mad dog you know sort of it incorporates the the rounding of the torso on the sides and stuff i don't know it's just has very flat back geometry and so again top hold on let me let me just finish the mad dog i will say is probably one of the best detailed mechs to date in the game i think um obviously a dog lover i'm just saying okay so Mm -hmm. as far as usage um one issue i have with it is i don't like the arms um, so that's why I like the LRM support, LRM5s with mediums. And the reason I say I don't like the arms is if you are shooting at anything below, um, basically, horizontal height, um, you will hit the deck. So UACs, peeps, lasers, it, you have to shoot with your energy or arm-mounted weapons at anything at level and or above, or else just that low-slung arms just hit hit the ground like every single time like even at like far ranges you're like oh that should be clearing nope nope it's gonna it's gonna hit the dirt so uh well in terms of it looking better than the mad cat i have to say or the timberwolf um at least that's going in the right direction it would be way worse if like oh man this looks way worse than the mad cat timberwolf so at least they're erring in the in the right direction they're getting better so hopefully you know like they've done passes at uh previous intersphere max maybe we'll make another pass yeah. at the clan max at some point like the rounded legs on the prime of the mad dog is really awesome a little bulkier like calf you know section all those little details i, I love about the but, sexiness of the mad yes. dog makes me so like somebody was saying right there the, the king crab man i can't wait to see that mech yeah i know we're not talking about it but Damn. All right, so uh, functionality too. I use the LRM fives on it. Um, I have tried SRM fours and the Splat SRM sixes, and my main issue with it, uh, Tyler, you mentioned, yeah, you can get in close range, but I feel like you're you have to be in a pack to be close range. If you're not in a pack, if you're dropping solo, it, it I just feel like sometimes you just be caught out in the open. You can't close the distance, and there's no way for you to play that role. But also, if you are playing the LRM support role. You have to be mobile, like move with your team, you know, that the ebb and flow battle and, and, you know, choose targets and take them out targets for opportunity and stuff. I've been doing a lot of uh, just solo drops or two man drops uh, with it. And I've been posting those up on YouTube and, you know, it run around just being a primary LRM support. It's not just about just LRMs. I mean, you know, it's positioning awareness, all that fun stuff, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, love it. All right. So next thing we're going to talk about is actually something that just uh, this is the second one we've had but with a little alteration, Lance Challenge. Um, I loved this. Uh, it incentivized 1111. It also basically gave you a boost if you used uh, 1111 across the board. It gave you like one and a half times the points. I thought this was phenomenal. And like this TS3 blew up. Uh, we had to create 25 channels this time instead of 20 from the last time. Uh, even more people uh, were using I, I just... 
I love this thing. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, are, is that just me or? Yep. Yep. Next just topic. Feel. No, um, I think the biggest thing for me was the incentive of the one by four um, rule set and the reward for doing that sort of thing. Because not only did I find that matches were a lot better for me, um, I found that finding matches were basically instantaneous when everyone was running one 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 one. And um, so I, I, would, I would love to see that come back in again, or even maybe like variations of it, depending. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the incentive and the little bit of bonus you get for running one of each weight class. What I really liked about it um, was that it seems to be bringing people together that, that are playing together that don't normally. And like you were saying, we had to create more channels than we had to create in the last time. I'm seeing people running together. I'm wondering, are they do these people not usually group is that why they're on our team speak and you know we were full we were packed up there um i love seeing that kind of you know people mixing with each other that maybe don't usually which also uh you know there's that turn the player run tournament that's been going on the, by uh, clan novacat where they're mixing teams you know basically people sign up and they mix people from different units and so forth all this kind of stuff that gets people to interact with each other and play group type activities more in MechWarrior Online, I'm totally in support of. Um, but I'm wondering, since this seemed to be improved over the last one, which may be the, the 4x1 is the reason, maybe there's more, are there more improvements we can do? Uh, one of the biggest complaints I've been hearing is basically the incentive just to take nothing but LRMs and that sort of thing. Um, what I think would be interesting is maybe switch, to, switch the rules around a little bit. Um, maybe reward assists a little bit more but have no reward for kills or that sort of thing just kind of change it can up I a little interject bit here because yeah, go, go you said lrms and i've, I've seen this term used uh, uh, one person said or lermageddon earlier i i'd have to disagree i didn't run into that and yeah you have teams that bring lrms and you have teams that don't but here's the thing ecm and coordination like you're in a four-man group if you don't take ECM and you're just hoping that another group does, that you're sort of like kicking yourself, you know, in the leg. I mean, I don't know. I, I never had issues with just straight up lerms at all. Um, maybe uh, one match and then we beat them anyways. Like it was basically like, hey, use those cover. You know, use, it was on Crimson Straight. We noticed that they had lerms. Actually, I just posted this. We noticed they had lerms. It was with Kirisani and uh, uh, those guys. We noticed they had lerms that was on Crimson Straight, so we went on to the pass. I mean, like... Sorry, I should have been more clear. I, I meant to get points rather than, like, actually, like, win and that sort of thing. Like, to, it, it was all narc and tags, which is good. I, I like that. That's putting a roll on those sort of things. But if you want to rack up the points, you're almost forced to do that type of thing. Here's something I want to propose. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on. Should they, and would you guys be okay with, instead of weekend challenges, this was a leaderboard like per month, right? They give the top 10 lances, gifts or prizes or whatever, or I don't know, whatever, whoever participated in whatever it is, but have a leaderboard for this. And I feel like what they're trying to do is they're trying to incentivize and help matchmaker because the reality of it is, is, you know, if you've used SGRs as a scapegoat, if you guys are rolling around in a 12 man, it's better for matchmaker if you guys are rolling around in four mans, right? I mean, that's true. And so... If this is sort of a two-part, it's giving you guys a challenge, but it's also breaking up some of these large groups and making Matchmaker better and matches better. I feel like this is a great opportunity for them to do month-long at a time, you know, uh, stuff. What do you guys think about that? I would like to see. I wouldn't like to see it. I don't want to see it replace um, the Lance challenges or anything like that. But I do think a ladder would be very interesting. I know I would try to like compete as much as possible in it, but. Uh... I don't think it would be a good replacement. I think it would be a good thing to put beside the weekend challenges and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. What about you, Tyler? I mean, what are your thoughts on all this in general and that proposal? Well, yeah, I think it would be great. I've been wondering why there hasn't been a Lance versus the World event like they have on the weekends. But during during the week, that's great. I know some people can't play over the weekend, and so they miss out on these challenges. But uh yeah, anything to further competitive macro online rewards, even better. That's good stuff. Darren, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, is that something you mm, see issues of, with? Well, it's more. It's not that I see issues 
what I'm wondering is what's the downside of doing that? Like basically just resetting every month. Now, one downside people might say is, well, then they won't do special challenges or whatever. I think that's totally correct. This should be separate, uh, you know, and above and beyond doing special weekend challenges or week-long challenges or whatever. But I think doing something like that on a monthly basis, just resetting it every month would be good if there's enough incentive to get people to do the four by one. Um, Because I... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think you sort of have to say, hey, you have to have four by one because if you're rolling around in three direwolves and a timberwolf, I'm sorry. No, Uh, you you know, like... (laughs) Well, there were were quite a few groups out there this weekend that forewent the one, 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 one and just were out for straight murder in there. Yeah, three direwolves, three timberwolves. But uh, what do you guys think about other incentives? Because it seemed to work really well. I did see a lot of one, 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 one groups. So PGI can kind of shape the behavior of people over the weekend. What about... Uh, like a Brawlmageddon weekend where kills under 300 meters count for way more than kills outside. The, the one thing I'm, I'm looking at is the overall picture. Like, obviously, we're going to get off topic here, but why do people use certain mechs over, you know, other mechs? And, you know, usually it's because, well, they're just so much better than all the others, Timberwolf, Dire, you know, stuff like that. So uh, one of the other topics we're going to be having tonight is the IS Quirk system, and will that help tip the balance in taking some of these and change that up? So maybe, just maybe, you see mediums, you actually see 40 and 45 tonners, you know, people willingly willingly taking them in large numbers. But I will say, I did see a lot of mechs this past weekend that, you know, normally you just don't see. And it was really nice, like uh, 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 Cyborgs was taking out an Awesome 8Q and wrecking face with it. You know, so um, I think uh, little things like what you're saying, uh, you know, Tyler, is or uh, maybe I don't know if uh, mechs are about to get classified by tiers. You could uh, <laughs> say tier five mechs earn more points. Yep, yeah, could do that. Well, I mean, I think overall the events are great. They're getting better. We could do more. There's a lot of ideas. I was watching chat uh, through all that, and there's some ideas on how to improve them. I hopefully this turns into discussions on. The forums or reddit or whatever we don't have time though to keep going on it today we got to get into the october roadmap but uh i did see some good suggestions so uh make sure you guys make your voices heard i was gonna say definitely if you make a post or reddit mw forums or wherever and uni forums and tweet that stuff to russ i mean mm-hmm. he, he wants feedback uh a lot of people uh you know obviously say oh they don't listen oh, they've been listening a lot more and uh anyways hit them up we can pass it along we'll retweet all right, October roadmap came out. Now this covered a lot of stuff: fall damage, jump jet thrust, jump jet turn rate, uh, omni mech fix, uh, stuff like this. Um, jump fall damage. Uh, okay, cool. I think we can all agree it's going to help the lights and mediums. It needs to happen. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, jump jet thrust. Uh, this is basically in the same regards as jump jet turn rate, but jump jet thrust. Um, now, turn rate is basically based on how many jump jets you actually have. So right now, as an in-game, you know, uh, you're getting the same benefit of if you had maxed out jump jets, which obviously if you only take one or two, you should only get that two uh, turn rate thrust. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on the jump jet thrust? Is that something you guys still want worked on? I mean, I know a lot of people still want, oh, I want the Highlander to be able to, you know, jump again and stuff. But haven't we... Isn't one of the the sort of points he makes is, you know, pop tarting is where we sort of want it now and that the reduction in it and that behavior is sort of, I mean, good for gameplay? I mean... Uh, The decline of the pop tarts is from both having jump jets nerfed how they have been and the PPC projectile speed being reduced. So we'll see how this goes with jump jets getting stronger. I don't see pop tarts making a major comeback. Not in the style that uh, sometimes it used to be, you know, the 600-meter standoffs where people just jump snipe for the entire game straight. I don't think we'll see that ever again. Yeah, that's basically what I was thinking. It, it's enough of a a bonus where it's not going to really hinder what we currently have. It'll make some of the heavier mechs probably a little bit more able to move a little bit better uh, using the jump jets, but I don't think you're going to see the Pop-Tarts come back for hopefully ever. Now, the next big uh, thing is the Omni-Mech Fixed jump jet slots now this is a pretty big thing uh we talked about this uh tyler i think i asked you a while back you know uh, about the timberwolf s and you said it probably should have never been introduced and it does make some pretty big you know balance you know as far as you bring in the timberwolf and now you give it the ability to jump jet um 
So it looks like, you know, they're they're switching this up. It looks like if you equip the right torso S, you will have two fixed jump jets. And if you equip the, the others, then you get the full equivalent of five tons. So two or five tons, what are your, I mean, is this, is that, is, is that going to, is that incentive enough to take five? Or, I mean, right now I know a lot of builds on the Timby use three. Would you still use the Timby with only one torso of the S? Well, yeah, I I use two jump jets on my, all my Timberwolves right now. So having a single S torso, which coincidentally all Timberwolf builds are using at least one S torso to just to get jump jets, that's not affecting any of my builds. And it is probably it's good that these are locked in. It's it wasn't really fair to the Summoner and like Nova that I have to take all jump jets. Uh, the Kit Fox and Timberwolf got away with not having to you know, have fixed five jump jets. So it's good balance. So one of the things I, I was talking to uh, Darren about and, you know, a few other people is, um, and I know if some people are wondering, you know, well, doesn't this mess up the Omni point or Omni max? Well, actually no. So it's basically a loophole. That's what it is. It's a player. It's a, it's a player found loophole that basically says, well, if you introduce any, uh, you know, Omnipod system that does have jump jets, all you have to do is equip that and you can put one jump jet and you can get away with it. Obviously now you want to take at least two, maybe three, but this is where it gets uh, tricky is the summoner dedicates five tons. The Nova dedicates two and a half. So unless, and this is one of the things I think Russ posted, he said, unless you make it so that you can just take off any jump jets um, on any of them, but then as soon as you do that, no one's going to take five jump jets on a summoner. And you still run into the same issue of this, the summoner just always being less of a mech than a, a Timberwolf. I know, I know that hurts someone's feelings out there. I'm sorry. It's just that that's the, the issue. So either you solve it like this and then all future uh, mechs that come in with either their prime config with jump jets or even if they introduce a S jump kit jump capable version at least the system's in place and you're at least going to have to take two maybe three jump jets yeah it's going to mess up some builds uh, i guess you won't see uh four lrm 15 with artemis timberwolves anymore that's not going to be possible with the s side torsos having two jump jets in each side torso also it's going to make the timberwolf slightly more vulnerable to losing its jump jets if you know that Basically, every Timberwolf is using an S right torso. If you knock out that right torso, the mech can no longer jump anymore in many cases. So, a question for you. Did this, did or does the Timberwolf need this? Uh, it's not going to balance the Timberwolf. It's not going to make it that much less effective. The Timberwolf's still going to be by far the best mech in the game. So, it's, it's fine, like I was saying, from a balance perspective to bring it in line with the Summoner Nova. <laughs> it's funny how varied opinions can be and how for sure the people saying them are um i don't doubt anybody's response to this but if you i mean if you were reading the forums and read it on this subject i mean people this was the end of the world for them all their timberwolf builds are completely destroyed and it's a useless mech now and i just find it funny that there's people on total extremes well yeah i mean that's that's with anything but with this as soon as the Timberwolf came out and everyone saw the S, they were like, oh, poor Summoner. Like, And that's that's what happened. And I, I think it just comes down to the bottom line, which is nobody ever likes a nerf, and that's just it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a change. You're taking something away. It hurts, it hurts, yep. but it, you got to look at the big picture. It needs to happen. I'm I'm glad it's happening. I think it's it was the better proposed having fixed jump jets instead of it just being like, uh, yeah, could they... It, best scenario they would have just taken it out but they released it to thousands and thousands of people yeah not gonna happen they're not gonna take it away so it's there they're gonna fix it there moving forward uh next big thing say can the lowlander get fixed yet can its jump jets get under please i miss the highlander (laughs) i do i do want to point out there's there's a few uh, i've seen this argument before and and i'm not going to call out the specific person because i don't know if this is absolutely what the person is saying but there's people that are upset that these mechs are being nerfed after they've paid money on them. Um, I do take a little issue with that. I understand where you're coming from. M- money is money. But nobody ever promised that the mechs were going to be OP. Nobody ever promised that they were going to be any specific builds or anything like that. You still have the mechs, right? Am I missing something with that? Well, not to mention, it's called balance. 
sorry like that's what that's what i want to say um you know it's like guys like you really want something broken to give you an no sorry no i don't have any i don't sympathize with that or have empathy it's like come on guys really like and you know even right now and this is why when we get down to the quirks that i'm so looking forward to them is the fact that you can take an equally skilled player put them in a is mech of equal weight and put them in a clan one and they're going to wreck face with the clan like the difference is pretty polarized i mean especially when the first uh iterations came out when they first came out uh i mean you drop in a storm crow i mean dude you were doing no- and it's very painful and you still see that right but it, obviously they've been toned down just a little bit but it needs to be clan ba- balance just has to happen and if you if you are going to be upset and mad and angry about that i'm sorry i, I want a balanced game i, I don't want mech warrior 4 i don't want mech warrior 3 no thanks all right so next topic and this is another thing um destruction speaking of, of nerfs side torsos xl engines so what they did is uh basically you're getting a negative 20 percent to heat capacity now you may see this as oh my god but if you lose half your weapons anyways does it really matter like if i lose you know what i'm saying so basically you lose half your weapons and whatever i think this is sort of needed they didn't do the whole movement speed um should they have also done a bat towards movement as well? Yes, in my opinion, I still don't think this is enough um, to really uh, hinder the, this, this, the loss of a side torso compared to what the clans can take as far as weaponry and everything like that. That being said, I actually approve of this. I'm way more in favor of baby steps um, under nerfing than over nerfing or buffing even. Um, I, I'd rather see them continue doing the, the small little steps, see how it plays out, unless there's so much evidence and data to back something up that is just, you know, obvious. Well, look at look at the Stormcrow or, like, the uh, Timberwolf, the laser vomit builds, right? This Basically, you have all double heat sinks in your torsos and in your arms. So if you lose your, your right torso, there goes a good 45% of your heat efficiency right there, right? But also... 50% of your weapons for the most part. But then what it's happening is also is on top of that, it's negative 20% because the, the engine uh, heat sinks, you know, it's basically saying 20% of those were destroyed. So I think uh, this you is... lose two 2.0 heat sinks because all the engines at that size have 10 2.0 heat sinks in them. So just lose two double heat sinks or four single equivalents. Yeah. So, I, you know, I have to agree, Darren. Um, I think if they would have just sw- a lot of people would have been more upset. I think I'm uh, with uh, green with Brandon though. I think uh, it should be slowed down because this is why it, it doesn't really change a timber wolf speed and le- lethality. I mean, you you could still dump out, but also I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things where at least it's something. And, well, it's and- there, right? We know that we could reduce the speed, and if we if after this goes in and after the inner sphere quirk system, which we're about to talk about next goes in if there's still the need to adjust further then we know that well, that's there and that's he, an option he did say yeah. that was one of the reasons why they didn't do anything further he's he referenced the fact of he said we're gonna get the is quirks in but he also mentioned critical hits and critical hits to engines and that opens the door to a whole nother plethora of things of you know maybe standard engines have a lot of health and excels le- I, I mean you can go on but you know, the whole critical systems, you hear it every once in a while. You take a hit in the back or something. Next thing you know, your double heat sink's destroyed. So it does happen. It's not in your face like a tabletop game where, you know, that's just, you know, more part of the game. But, uh, you know, more. As long as they keep it just to heat sinks and they don't go towards the tabletop three engine crits and you're dead. Because I don't want to be shot center torso, just lose the armor. The person rolls three crits on your CT and you die from engine crits by RNG. Yeah. I do not want to see that. The less RNG in the game, the better. But I'm right there with Darren, and I hadn't thought about it from that perspective yet that I'm glad they're taking baby steps starting at 20%. I brought, I was asking to start at 33%. That's what I was suggesting when I would just talk about it on stream and stuff. Just take a third of the heat sinks straight away. But baby steps, that's good, because we, we've we uh, nicked them a few times on going way overboard, looking at you, uh, artillery. Strikes, yep. <laughs> yeah, so this is good. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely see it as like a building block type of thing, like do something small for it. But I do think that you are going to need to put something in afterwards to maybe amp it up a little bit more. 
Well, you know, all this this comes down to is, uh, you know, a long, uh, I want to say the elephant in the room, but one of the, the topics has always been time to kill. You know, um, if you mean time to kill needs to be faster, uh, it's pretty damn fast right now. Uh, and I know some people have different opinions, so that's just my opinion. Um, I would love to see time to kill a little bit, you know, slow down just a little bit, uh, you know, the... But there's a few things, factors there. Large alpha potentials. I don't know, but Direwolf do 94 alpha, right? And it can do that, you know, a few times in a row <laughs> before it shuts down. Uh, you know, it, those are the type of things we're dealing with now that we didn't have to worry about pre-clan invasion. It's so, funny, this whole time to kill discussion. I, I, it's This game is completely different from every other game I play on this topic. In all the other games I play, first-person shooters, infantry type, type type stuff, or tanks or whatever, I'm all about hardcore mode. If you shoot somebody with a gun, you want to kill them almost every time when you shoot them one time, like in real life. You don't have to, whereas some games you have to unload a freaking clip into a person before they're dead. Um, or tanks, you know, typically in real life, tanks can be one shot, and I like yeah, that kind of yeah, realism. But, but, but this it. is so different, and I kind of agree, MechWarrior should go the opposite way i actually wouldn't mind a little bit longer time to kill in this i'm gonna have to depart from you guys on this one i'm good i don't think time to kill is that bad you should be punished for your mistakes if you walk out of the open get thrashed by an enemy team you should die or get away crippled uh reward like letting people make mistakes and then uh you know get away with it is not good for gameplay it doesn't improve them it doesn't uh, make the game any better because you're just like, oh, I just one-shot that dude, yay. Uh, well, aren't we talking about a few things? You're saying if you make a mistake, but the difference is for me, for me or anybody else to be able to tote around 50-plus alpha um, at long ranges and be able to literally kill mechs in one hit or assaults in two, like, that's what we're talking about is the yeah, time to the, kill. We've talked about the dire wolf a bunch of times and that that mech uh, has the ability to one-shot things and it's pretty silly. So that's, that is a problem and that's a problem with the dire wolf. Uh, but I think we, Quirks can solve that. Honestly, I think I think Quirks could could be in place to, to either change the be- behavior of how people use that mech or, or, you know, just... I mean, I know it has a lot of negatives and we talked about that before and they do die easily, but god almighty like and i guess that's the thing is when you see three direwolves almost every single game that's three direwolves that you you you, your face will be ripped off if you leave them ignored literally um and that adds that stacks right stacks on if you see other mechs being brought and it is what it is i I just think time to kill is just a little bit too quick yeah i do i want to emphasize a little because i do feel like it's pretty damn close i i enjoy the way it plays right now i think you can if you're smart you don't make mistakes um, you can anybody can last, you know, for a very long time if they don't make those mistakes. And like I said, I typically in other games I'm all for hardcore mode. Um, but I think my the reasoning for me wanting the long time to kill is lore based, and it's you know the novels I've read and and the way the game plays out tabletop or whatever. So that could be complete bullshit as far as uh, this game goes. I should say I totally like where it's at now. If anything, I'd change it a little tiny bit, but otherwise pretty damn close. I was about to say, I don't really feel, I should say, I don't feel ripped off when I die early because I know it's always been my mistake. So time to kill right now for me is actually pretty good. I like it where it is. All right. So speaking of IS quirk system, lots of uh, info released by uh, Russ. Um, he posted this in, obviously in the October roadmap. A lot of questions started popping out, like, what is this tier you're talking about? You know, blah, blah, blah. How are these assigned? Who assigns these? Who are you getting info from? And there's a lot of, um, I would say, negativity towards this, too. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, you probably just... (laughs) I literally just saw uh, someone post something about, oh, I'm sure SGR gave you, you know, guys, info, blah, blah, blah. It's (laughs) because of the cake. It is because of the cake. Uh, good job, by the way, on that cake. It, yeah, that was it, it. Worked. You took over PGI internally. I saw what happened. It was true. It was Trojan horse. <laughs> All right, but um, you know the IS Quirk system. The tier list was released. Um, now, as soon as this came out, let's let's look at a few things. One, it basically Russ said it's a list that deter- puts a mech into a tier 
uh, you know, based on, uh, you know, its effectiveness, I guess, uh, you know, from tier one through five, five being the worst, one being the best. Uh, one wouldn't be getting any quirks, whereas fives uh, and, and downward would be getting more quirks. Um, he also, there's been other stuff like the all the negative quirks for all IS mechs have been wiped out. Um, IS, uh, the victors, no more negative quirks, stuff like that. All of this has been released in the past week. Um, and then he released this tier list. And the one thing for me that I thought was uh, really cool was basically the reception from everyone. If you, Veteran players, uh, you know, basically said, this list is actually pretty damn close. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, everyone has their own opinion about, oh, well, I think this should be a tier one or two. But for the most part, they said, no, no, this is a pretty accurate list. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, first of all, and I think this is an important, like, like I've read tons of the feedback. And yeah, everybody has their opinion. This one should be moved up. This one should be moved down. And everybody's is different. But what, when... When we talk about its effectiveness in the tier system, do we know behind the scenes what that effectiveness is based on? Is it based on the weight tier? Is it based on Intersphere versus Clan? Is it based on just being on the team? How it performs with against all other mechs? Do we know this info? Well, I think at the heart, it's basically, you know, I think what they're trying to do is they're looking at the effectiveness of the actual chassis, like per weight. You know, I think that's what they're doing. They're, you know, they're just looking at the mech and saying, how well does this thing do overall, um, you know, and in the current, you know, stage so of the game. if you're taking a, a Jenner 7F, would you be saying how well does this perform compared to other lights or how well does this perform just in a match altogether? I'll probably say other lights. I think that's where it looks like this is. I mean, that's what I figured. But yeah. I mean, when you look at them, yeah, someone could say, well, you can't compare an Atlas to a, you know, a commando. No, but what you can do is you could look at every single one. Well, anyway, so this this tier list came out and a lot more questions sort of pop up from him. And he did answer a few. Um, for instance, he uh, talked about the Hunchback specifically talked about, you know, it, you know, it may get a, uh, a velocity or a cooldown uh, increase on the AC-20s. And, and, you know, this is my thing pointing this out is. We've talked about this time and time again on the podcast of if you look at mechs in the eyes, Tyler, pipe in here. If you look at just all medium mechs, right, the Shadowhawks and the Griffins, you know, that's what you guys go to, right? It's because they can do everything the others can do and better, right? More armor, Correct. more protection. They can carry more weapons so they can take the standard and all this stuff, right? So if you look at the, you know, uh, the examples they provided, it's basically saying, okay, well, in this case, the Hunchback will be able to do an AC-20 better than a Shadowhawk, right? Basically, that's what it's saying. It's saying that this Hunchback, to make up for that discrepancy, is going to be more effective with these weapon systems. Now, I heard people say, oh, well, you should give them generalized. But my one thing with this is, if you generalize everything, you're in the same boat as you are right now. Like, a Hunchback will never be better than a Shadowhawk. And yeah. that's or I feel even like... among its own, yeah. It, the Hunchback 4H would still be better than Hunchback 4G. Yeah, and and that's that's where you know uh, I know you know there hasn't been a ton of info released on this, and I'm really excited for you guys to see everything behind the scenes. But uh, you know, from from my perspective, give each Mac a unique sort of uh, you know role for what it's doing with its weapons, and and I feel like. You guys, uh, you know, are really going to enjoy this. You're going to see more as it comes closer and Russell will release more info. He also talked about the dragon and someone made the exact example. He said, well, all these dragons are tier five except for the fang. Well, you should give them generalized. I don't want to take a Goss or an AC5 or an AC10 with that setup. That's not how I roll my mech. Well, guys, if you give generalized, all dragons would be the same. There would be no difference in the dragons if you give them all just generalized. So I think... Well, like I think there's two things at play here, and they're both positive. Um, number one is there's the the opportunity here to develop uh, role warfare further by making specific variants uh, more unique in their bonuses and so forth. And then the second thing is, uh, it's, this is just basically an inner sphere buff. So while I personally would like to see both, I do appreciate more individual chassis and variants the most important thing is to remember that none of this is um there's no penalties 
Nothing's making it so you can't take an AC5 over an AC20. All these are as buffs. And so I think that's the most important thing to remember is that this is basically an inner sphere buff. This is working more towards the clan versus inner sphere balance. And all these things that are going in, like I said, everybody has their opinions. This one should be moved up. This one should be moved down. Let's let this thing get in. I mean, of course, there's, I'm sure there'll be fine tuning before it goes live. Um, and then see how it's all balanced. And, you know, basically this list was made based on how mechs are balanced now. Well, so the list can be adjusted based on how mechs be, are balanced to be afterwards. Fair, to be fair, uh, what we're not talking about, though, is we're not talking about what happens to these mechs if they're tier one through five. And that's where a lot of people, that's where the questions are. So I think that's a, that's a clear, you know, question to have is like, okay, Good these point. are tier one through five. What does that mean? Yep. Uh, so before you jump the gun and make a conclusion that, oh, this is horrible or good or blah, 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 it's the fact of um, it, there is a system behind this, um, you know, whereas it seemed, you know, quirks uh, before this, uh, you know, seemed very hodgepodge to me. It was like, why did that get, you know, why does, why did the dragon get a ballistic uh, heat cooldown? Like stuff like that. So it looks like this is a unified push across the board to create a system uh, to apply quirks. And I'm down for that. Now, again, I, I want, I agree, Darren, that it's good that it's a buff, even if it's a buff across the board for IS, but I also want incentive for each individual variant, each individual chassis, because without that uniqueness, it, you're in the same ball game that we are right now. And yeah, your, your weapons with same a ball bit game, more. but with a little bit of a buff. I agree yeah. though. I, like I said before, when I was saying that, you know, I totally agree. I would, I want both. I want, the mechs to be more unique i want them to be uh, more role-based so i'm all for it i mean i think it's a great thing i can't wait for this to be implemented you know and i had a, i saw a few people like oh i don't want to take uh you know i want to take a three ac2s on my hunchback for you still can it's like well you still can well i'm not getting the bonus for it you that, weren't before it's and the cool thing the sort of refer this to i think uh, uh it's funny g-man was uh posted uh but he made a reference towards like eve online and this seems to be sort of calling that it's it's putting it's helping balance max using quirks and i think that's that's one of uh, an awesome you know things and speaking of the awesome you know uh it, you know it look at what simple quirks did for the awesome and those were generalized but the only problem is right now if you generalize the quirks on the awesome like they are right now which one's the best the 9m and, you know and you know that's where I, again i feel like uh they need unique uh, quirks so um some quick mentions before we go and wrap it up we've got the banked premium time monthly activation this is huge finally it's here utilize it i know a lot of you guys have wanted i know there's people like over 300 days so it's finally in um <laughs> does someone know if you if your time has already been like queued and it's going down but you still have hundreds of days or whatever can you activate this and it stops it for each month is that how it works so if it's already running down but it's still banked you can stop it and do it per month i don't know that's no so, idea so right now if you had 300 days of bank time and it's still there uh, but it got activated for whatever reason. That's no longer banked. Is that? Seems that's what people are saying. I yes. I think that's yeah. Hmm. Well, if you have a problem with that, email Sean Lang at nogutsnogalaxy.net. What? 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 Hmm? What? Next quick mention. All right. Next one was we got phase two of the community warfare update. Now this is actually a pretty long read, and I know this came out uh, about two weeks ago, so we didn't want to cover it over in detail because. There's a lot of detail, but it's also a lot of just like, hey, this is the sequence of events of this is how it would go down. And the one thing just to point out is um, I'm, I want a example. I want an in-game example. I want a video, <laughs> vlog video. Um, I'm or, sure it'll be coming. Or Paul on here talking yeah, about it. Yeah, and, and I feel like that would be better than just a wall of text. It was a pretty long wall of text, and there's a lot of questions. But the one thing I will say is it is moving forward, and I'm looking forward to it. And... You know, on top of that, that's going to be another, you know, competitive scene for the units. Just saying. My dog agrees. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did get some questions on the forums regarding that background noise. For some of you that haven't been around with us for years, that is uh, Phil's dog, not his ass. That is not my ass. That is confirmed. That is where Darren has chickens. I have a Boston Terrier that uh, Indeed. snores and, and snores. 
Uh, we also have the uh, obviously uh, new album, the Armored Combat. Um, Matt is looking at possibly doing another album or two. But uh, anyways, head over to the NGNG store. Um, speaking of store, um, the 2014 Marauder shirts should be shipping. I would hope the end of this week, maybe beginning of next week, as Fuck well as yes. the Hex. So those will be here. And I dropped a clue last time that we have a new T-shirt design coming, and the one hint I gave you was clans. Should I tell him any more, Darren, or should we wait? Mm, no, I think we should wait. I, but we can say it's awesome. We're watching the development as it goes along, and, and it's pretty sweet. I got a uh, thumbs up. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be smexy. That's that's what it is. It's going to yes. be smexy. No, the uh, awesome is not a clan mech, so it wasn't a plan works. Clan. Clan mech, guys. Mad dog? What, you mad, bro? You mad dog, bro? <laughs> is it we the Kodiak? Uh, speaking of which, uh, another thing to sort of uh, hint at, the Zeus won the vote. But uh, wasn't there like small print saying just because it wins the vote doesn't mean it's necessarily going to... That was it... just basically Russ wanted to know what people wanted the most. He did say, though, that just because it wins doesn't mean for sure that it's going to be. But I would say it's likely, at least. Well, someone was saying... Well, a lot of people were saying Cyclops over Zeus. And the reason being is we don't have that tonnage bracket. So well, not only that, the Cyclops needs love. So we do have we have the Highlander. Well, that's what people are saying. People um, forgot about it because it lost its job. Right? <laughs> what Highlander? It's What's got, the Highlander? It's got the hover jets, not jump jets. Hover jets, hover jets. Um, I don't know. I've always liked the Cyclops. I liked it from uh, MechWarrior Four a lot, and I feel like it retained a lot of that similar badass feel. So uh, either one, Zeus. Uh, Cyclops, I'm happy for both. Charger, and, meh. And none, none of them are bringing really anything new to the table. Game changing, probably yeah. the problem. They're just kind of uh, they'd be similar to other mechs we already have out. Well, and to keep in mind, uh, Russ did post up on Twitter and the forums asking for feedback. It's been a little bit controversial. This be lessing is uh, uh, an IS pack uh, mech pack. Now, of course, people like oh, cash grab. He's literally responding to. There's people that actually want an IS pack. So before you jump on that bandwagon, these are actually forums, members, community members, you guys, guys that only pilot IS, IS mechs want a second pack. So this is his response to that. Oh my God, listening to community feedback. I know it's crazy. Well, it's just one way to introduce mechs to the game compared to another. R regardless, either way, they're going to be released incrementally and over time. And so if okay, it's a pack, so, then they're still going to be available so for seals. If you could pick four, what would you do? Seriously? Well, that's that's no, obviously not a question. Literally, for me. not Harmony Gold shit. Come on. Wait. <laughs> Excuse me. It's Harmony Have Gold some respect, shit. Sir. It's shit. No, not the Max. <laughs> I'm saying it's Harmony Gold shit. Yeah. What would you do? Four Max. Go. Uh, I. I can. I'm not prepared. Go for it. Devastator, Grasshopper, and then I would do the. I was gonna say, uh, Enforcer, for the medium. It's about to be 3051. Bushwhacker? Yeah. Bushwhacker. Uh, oh, I want the bush so bad. And but uh, that I, want, I want the wolfhound. Uh, so wolfhound, uh, the devastator, and the grasshopper. For the medium, I'm sort of torn. Like, I, I yeah, I like the bushwhacker. I think it's cool and stuff. Uh, that geometry could be pretty awesome. It would mm -hmm. be pretty cool, I think. Uh, assassin, stuff like that. Anyways. Well, Assassin's a god-awful stock. Mark. Dervish. Uh, Dervish when? Hey, but let's tease the Mauler here on the podcast. He did months ago. Where is that thing in the pack? I don't know. Uh, Mauler. He, he, so it's about to go. Surprise! I'm here. Mauler, Dervish, uh, Wolfhound. No, it uh, comes out a little bit later. The Mauler does. But he, here's the thing. Like I know you guys. You, you know, you just said assassin. Oh, it's shit. Blah, 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 blah. Just remember, this eyes quirk system could change Everything. a lot of these mechs. So another thing, just to sort of point out. The one thing I you can sort of do is just sort of use it as a lore mechanic, right? The hunchback, you know, it's built by so-and-so. It gives a reason for actually having this gigantic hunch that's not just a shoot-me-here, right? All those little things. I just so little things, man. You Here's what I can say about the inner strict works. Just be prepared for the commando to now be the top mech. Comp scene everywhere. Everybody's going to be using the commando now. Confirmed. It's actually, I don't I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys this, but the, uh, the victor's actually getting a PPC cooldown and an ac5 cooldown buff and um can for 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 mechs going back a little bit uh i'm, hammer no, that hands. Was, I'm totally bullshitting you guys right now i'm, just, <laughs> I'm watching <laughs> 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 um 
Hammer hands. Yes, yes. The, that way Darren gets his Warhammer. Well, no, that's not my Warhammer. Damn it. Get. Let me. The let me, Hammer let hands me is the fake Warhammer. Let me actually like jump in here really quick because um, I, I, I was streaming today and I mentioned, you know, exactly what we were just talking about the whole IS pack. And I remember someone made a post, you know, I, we have enough Max. I don't want more Max. You know, we have enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, I. I don't agree. I think having as many mechs is great. I think it's I, I bring it on. I want all 300 some odd chassis that are, you know, IS mechs. I think it'd be great. Um, you know, and I, like I said, just because you don't get them right now means it just comes later. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, get into the whole pay to win and stuff like that. And that's a whole nother discussion topic. But Not I want today. every I want every single IS mech. And I would rather see chassis that we haven't seen ever or we've only seen once. You know, I think that's really, really cool. I mean, and they surprised, surprised us quite a bit with the mechs they've chosen so far. Um, and, you know, even clan mechs. I'd love to see a lot of the clan mechs that we haven't seen. Black Lantern, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I don't, it's, it just goes on and on and on. But uh, anyways, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I just want to say a big thank you to our community, our listeners, new and old, our amazing staff and our sponsors and our subscribers on Twitch too. Just a note about that too. We've had a lot of feedback. Hey, Twitch uh, TV keeps 50% of the uh, that subscription. We can't do anything about that. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, but if you'd like to become a sponsor, it goes all directly to NGNG. And don't forget uh, Christmas season and holiday season, all that fun stuff. Whatever you believe in is coming up, so don't forget to use our Amazon affiliate link. Help us out. Support NGNG. Turn off ad blocker. Anyways, this is your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hill. And this is Tyler. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV, on Twitch at NGNG TV, on Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast, and on Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot <laughs>